Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, if you are a longtime listener, I think we're maybe at 56 or 7 or some wild number like that of episodes now. It's amazing. Uh, what we love to do in this podcast is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you as we go through this journey through the process of change. We love change. We're obsessed. We talk about it all the time. Uh, And this week, we want to talk about the power of letting go, which sounds kind of like big and floopy, but I'm hoping we're going to be able to like bring it down to practicality. Rod, what do you think? What are you going to add into the mix as we get started? I've got this... Is there a song, Let It Go? Let it go. I can't, I can't sing it. I Isn't it from just... uh, from a, that like a Disney movie? Isn't it from yeah. Frozen or something? Which I have not seen, so oh, I do yeah. not know. Yes, that's what I was What I want to add to the mix is uh, a few <laughs> bars of a song. He's singing I don't for know. the first time? Get ready, everybody. Buckle your seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this was this is a one of these topic ideas that that like the idea was a small idea, but it it connects to many themes which are are really good to explore, which I don't think we have. And um, I know. And so, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about where it, it germinated from, like how it t- tweeted into our? You do it. You do it. <laughs> you do it. You're Mister Research. Well, no, I didn't necessarily. No, I'm just like in the sense of it. Um, so you follow Seth Godin's blog and his, yes. his daily thing. And, and I, I don't uh, know how he writes something every day. Can we also just pause for a moment and celebrate the fact that someone can write something every single day? I find that incredible. But yes. anyway, yeah, there was one last week that I think for both of us kind of went made us go, oh, that's really interesting. It's right. And um and so it was about, um, I didn't use the term letting go, but it was about leaving things behind. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like when you take on, we never, well, we often don't think about what we're not going to do anymore as we're moving into, um, as our lives move forward. And it's really, uh, right. I think, you know, it kind of touched on a, a, a lot of interesting ideas, even for me, from the perspective of, our lives, our work lives, our personal lives can be cluttered with things that we've enjoyed doing at some point in time. And it's hard to realize, okay, in this, you know, I have only a certain amount of focus and time in a week and I'm going to do these things and these other things that I did before, I'm not going to do before I'll leave behind. And we rarely have that kind of self conversation. So let's unpack it a little bit. I think from the perspective totally. of uh, change and people going through a change, this is really super foundational and important. One of the things I thought that was really fun right from the beginning is how differently you and I interpreted the blog. Like It was maybe yeah. two paragraphs. And when we talked about it on Friday, my interpretation of it was around sort of letting go of the past and almost celebrating what we've done. So making sure that you're looking back and saying, hey, it's pretty awesome that I did all of these things before. Yeah. Versus uh, 
you know, we just move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing without ever giving ourselves that sort of pat on the back for what we've done, how things have changed, what we've made better. And that was, that's how my brain took yeah. in that blog. How did your brain take in the blog? I think at first, and this is because the, the title referred to leaving behind what we leave behind. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think at first it was a sense of a, like the legacy. What is it right. that we, uh, you know, what's our, what do we leave behind? What do people remember us by? What do, and, and it connected to the, the campfire rule discussion in my, like that was where my brain was going. It's like, oh yeah, it's like that, that was about how do we leave people and places as good or better than like our interaction right. with it is the legacy of that is that it's positive and it's not taking away. And so I, I thought of it, what do we leave behind from, you know, that perspective. But then I, th- then I probably read it. <laughs> I was just basing it off the title more. And I read it in a little bit more detail. <laughs> Which I usually, I'm the quick start in this relationship and you're the detail guy. So it was kind of fun yeah. to be in slightly reverse roles right. every now and again. Don't get used to it, mister. You're still yeah. going to be Mr. Research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. I am so interested in, uh, in this, in this idea of, uh, letting the past be the past mm-hmm. and um, and and not feeling like, oh, it, all the and we've talked about this before, too, all the if onlys yeah. and the shoulds and all of those things, how it's actually really powerful to just sort of say that was what it was. I've learned what I've learned and I am moving on with no regrets. I I. I love thinking about that. I think that's such a powerful, such a powerful way to approach life. I'm not Mm -hmm. always like, I don't always do it successfully, but Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful to just sort of say the past is the past and, and uh, it's made me who I am today. And if I like who that is, then okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then even the yuckiest stuff that's happened becomes okay. If we like who we are today, you know, and if we're doing to your point, the campsite rule and, you know, being kind to people and being compassionate and, and, uh, you know, conscious as we move through the world, maybe that's the way to say it conscious Mm -hmm. as we move through the world, then okie dokie, even the yuckiest stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. If that's what it took to get me to this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so let's that I mean that the when and we've talked about I'm going to say like even mental health or just the the this the esprit mm-hmm. of being um in the moment which is yeah so powerful. What gets in the way of being in the moment is when your your thoughts are somewhere else in the past or or you're projecting into the future. And and so just to like what you said it, it's so fundamental to to our ha- happiness is to yeah to, to stay out of the past now i'm gonna you know the, there's the expression of you gotta let let something go the past is the past you can't change it just mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i will this is one of those that it's like i it's i don't actually take that as the truth is is so in some scenario like you can't uh you know if you're pining over oh, i 
I wish I did this thing differently in the past. Yes, mm -hmm. that's, you gotta, you can't change that. But you can control what you're doing now. And, and so, and what, um, I see this in myself and I see this even in my kids as I was talking to them. Like you spend a lot of time stuck because you don't act in the moment to talk about it's like something's bothering you you got to talk about it if some there's some issue there you address it do something about it um so it's it is very much you can do something about a, it like it's not always that you should just hmm. leave a thing as it is and and just try to mentally move on and i think that gets us stuck because if you if you try that to yourself and you say i should mentally move on and it doesn't work after two attempts then there's you got to do something about it it's the, there's something there you got to yeah. talk about it you got to take action yeah you got to yeah like um yeah. a friend of mine you said joke around and sometimes say future me is going to be so mad at me for this like tomorrow me is going to hate that i either you know stayed up late or had a whatever you know what i mean like yeah. future me is going to be so mad and that's what i'm thinking about as you say that that it it doesn't mean that we don't act in our present so that we don't create possible regrets that we might experience, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think that's that's how I'm interpreting what you're saying, is the importance of living in the present so that we're not leaving regret-stained regret breadcrumbs for our future selves. Yeah. Well, that just got a little bit too deep no, for yeah, yeah. So, 9.30 on a Sunday morning. I don't know, I don't no, know if no, we're no, ready I'm to not. talk about that. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is great. Actually, no, I wasn't trying. I was trying to say something uh, a little bit different. I was <laughs> what were you trying to say I was trying to say I love it when our brains interpret <laughs> things differently because we're usually so on t in tune with one another tell me everything yes. no it I was trying to say the uh it's I think it's wrong like so I'm at one part agreeing with the yes the past it's the past you gotta let it go don't but yeah it's very dangerous even to to believe that as an ultimate truth because there, we are people and there's things as much as we tell ourselves we should let this thing go and it not bother us it does and it's and oh my, yes my advice also to myself that. is because you know slippery slope giving advice to other people but my advice to myself is is now is if there's something that after one or two attempts of telling myself don't worry about it let it go if it if i still don't and i'm thinking about it then I got you. There's I got to find action to take. Yeah, I don't think I don't think let it. And this is why I said at the beginning, I think letting go may sound like a floopy topic, but it's not like you just like wake up in the morning and decide to let it go. And yeah. therefore, everything is dreamy again. No, of course yeah. not. Of course not. You got to own your shit, right? Pardon my language. Yeah. But like you really you got to own your shit. Like everybody's got to own those things, the things that we ruminate about, but I think it's the, it, I think it's the rumination forever. That's not helpful. Like if yes. we're still ruminating about stuff that happened from high school, yeah, I think then you got to talk to somebody and you got to work on that because yeah. that that's, that's no path to happiness. If again, if our drive is always the path to happiness, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it can be, I don't ever want to 
to sound like we're saying, and I don't think we are, but I don't mm. want it to sound like we're saying, like, just get over it. Come yeah. on, yeah, suck yeah, it yeah, up, yeah. move on. Like, yeah. that is not the purpose of this conversation no. by any stretch. But it's yeah. it's being aware of when we're holding on to those things with a death grip. And I think sometimes the problem, too, with looking back at the past is, in my experience, and again, this is just my life, is that I'm so hard on my past self sometimes. You know, like I'm so mean to her and she was like legit just doing her best with what she knew and the tools she had and what she'd learned. Like she was legit just trying to do her absolute best in that moment. And would I do that now? Uh, No, but I can't be mad at 22 year old me for having done silly things or made choices that now I might go, what? Um, You know, that's the part that I think we're letting go is really important is, is looking back at yourself with loving kindness and saying, I was doing my best in that moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, so that I'm not, I'm not ruminating on it, I guess maybe is the subtle difference. Yeah. Cause I agree with you. We can't just have it be that like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I've dated those people that are get o- just get over it people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had those get over it people in your life, yeah. but not just dated, but even had as friends. Yeah. Oh, just get over it. What's the big deal? I said I was sorry. You yeah. can't be mad at me. Any- like those, yeah. that, oh my God, that, that mindset. That is one of the other great things of letting go is letting go of those people. Sometimes the letting go (laughs) is letting go of the people who don't let you feel what you're feeling. That is just as an important letting go. We often feel like it's mean if we let people out of our lives. But I tell you, once I hit 40, I was just like, okay, and you're off the island and you're off the island and you're off the island because... 40 is the new mm -mm. 60 or 70. I, I I do remember my parents being like, you know, now that I'm 60, I'm not putting up with this BS anymore or now that I'm... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was very... I mean, you guys all know I have a great therapist and he is the one who sort of helped me figure that out and, and you know, let go consciously and lovingly mm-hmm. let go of the people in my life who were, you know, sort of primo gaslighters mm-hmm. and... Uh, and not necessarily me, okay, helping I, me on my journey. I used to know, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I used to know the definition <gasps> of gaslighting and I used it with like whatever, but I've forgotten. What is, I, and so I know even where it comes m- from, like, but I don't know what it means anymore. So this is my interpretation of it because I forget the definition all the time. And, and so, but my interpretation is it's someone who's consciously mean and tries to put the blame of every, like even when, especially when they're in the wrong, Mm. puts all of the blame on you and tries to convince you that you're the one who's done horrible things, mean things, said Mm. terrible things, whatever, and creates just a state of, um, constant kind of confusion and second guessing Mm -hmm. and essentially makes you feel like crap about yourself because of uh how they treat you Mm. and the language that they use but it's not 
it's not bullying in the sense of of like it's it's almost meaner because it's more covert i feel like bullying is very overt it's direct the words are mean and they're meant to pack a punch Mm -hmm. in gaslighting it's a little bit more subtle Mm -hmm. you may not even know it's happening until later on when you sort of you know revisit your day as i know you and i both do revisit Mm -hmm. your day and you think wait a second that conversation Mm -hmm. There was something off about that. And sometimes that's the, the only sense I have that it's happened is I have a feeling of like, wait, that that interaction, mm-hmm. there was something off. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it just yeah. that's my definition of it. That's that's how I move through the world understanding it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right one or not, but that's well, OK. That works for me. OK. Um, so the, I think there's a couple. This is why this topic is interesting, because there's several interpretations. I there's. There, let's talk a little bit about what I think Seth Godin was trying to say now that we've put some thought to it. And then there's a, there's another mm-hmm. thing which we hadn't, uh, even in our other chat, but it occurs to me is the whole, you know, having so many things on the go, uh, it's like the prioritization, what's important in life. Because yes. you were just saying that too around friends. It's a little bit of that. It's like we have to stop doing things so that we're not overwhelmed but let's let's first talk about what yes. seth was i think trying to say and he it, it was that we have to recognize that as we move you know five years ten years from now you're gonna have new skills do different things um and you're gonna not be doing things that you're doing today which which right. we rarely if ever think about we don't go into a phase and say like okay i'm go- I'm doing this now i'm not gonna be doing this forever there's stuff i'm doing now which i this might be the only moment in my life that i really am embracing this or, or not embracing but this is what I'm spending my time on and um and his rec his point i think is to 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 remind ourselves of that so we think of it in a more planful sense like we we approach things knowing that there's stuff we're doing, which is this is the phase in our life that we're doing it. Right. And so, I mean, talk about that. Like, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever been in a moment. Well, no, that's not true. There have been some moments where I realize, okay, this experience is only happening now. So just soak it in. But it's generally rare. Like, it's more of you just heads down. Not thinking about anything around uh, what you might be doing now that you'll never be doing again. Right. Yeah. I. It's. It, I think that the cool example that uh, he gave in the blog, which I thought was really poignant, but again, I don't have kids, but so I'm going to throw it back a little bit to you, Rod. But was that when you have a child, when you have a baby, you're essentially you have a hatchling adult, and so at every stage of that child's development, they're getting closer and closer to hopefully that point of individuation where they go off in the world and and become wonderful, amazing people. Mm -hmm. And that I think is a really great example of this, that we don't often, you know, we don't often pause and think, okay, I am teaching this five-year-old to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. 
but in a year they're not going to need me to do that anymore and so we're going to move on to the next thing and mm -hmm. they'll already have that knowledge and so we don't have to talk about basic arithmetic anymore or whatever five-year-olds learn yeah. what do i know but yeah, yeah. you know what i'm getting at like that sort of i think i think understanding it through the progression of all of us from childhood to adulthood is a really cool way to think about what did I do in my 20s that thank God I don't do anymore? Yeah. What did I do in my 30s that thank God I don't do anymore, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, you know? And I think there's something magical about making that a more conscious mm -hmm. um, process. For me, it, it was like, what kind of behavior did I allow? How did I allow myself to be treated, perhaps? Mm -hmm. Again, not to get too deep on a Sunday morning, but yeah. how did I let myself be treated back then that I would never even imagine letting anyone get away with now, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that there's just something really powerful to pause and notice that development in all of ourselves mm -hmm. and not feel badly like maybe there is some stuff you stopped that you wish you hadn't like maybe you stopped exercising because mm -hmm. you felt like you didn't have time or maybe you know good eating habits went out the window for a little bit and so you know coming back to the things that we know ultimately make us happier and healthier is one thing mm -hmm. but ruminating on the things of like mm -hmm. Oh, in my 20s, I was so free and I, you know, I could go on the drop of a hat and vacation mm -hmm. and travel and whatever. Well, of course you can't do that as life goes on. You've got kids and a bigger job and all these things and, mm -hmm. and sort of being okay with finding that balance is, I think, balance is the word I wrote down as, yeah. you, were, as you were describing it, Rod, is like, how do we accept that balance looks different over yeah. the course of our lives oh. and and constantly like not have one definition of maybe this is a different topic for a yeah. different day but how do we make sure that we're not kind of you know handcuffing ourselves with one definition of balance mm. but sort of saying right now this uh, right now in my life this is what balance looks like. And so I'm going to let go of the expectation of being able to go to the gym five days a week mm -hmm. or, you know, be able to go to concerts every night or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. that's the maybe that's the translation. But I'm just mm -hmm. working all that out as we're talking. As <laughs> often happens when you and I have our chat. Yeah. So but, I don't know. That's a nation thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is that. So like it came to mind is if you people have a. Well, so one is, and we haven't, we, you know, we talk about changing and people wanting to make a change and ourselves trying to grow and evolve or address things. You know, perhaps we should take the, the philosophy that people who, who, you know, when they're buying something new and they don't, perhaps they live in a small apartment, a small space, and, and they go, okay, if I'm going to buy something for my place, I'm going to get rid of something. It's this, ex yes. you know, it's to avoid the clutter. I have to recognize I can't just keep picking up things without letting go of things. I'm and that's trying to do that with shoes, Rod, but so far <laughs> I've not been successful. I'm just saying. But I totally believe in that principle. It's just, it's, it's the acquiring. I'm principally of, with you. Right. And so <laughs> um, I think there is a strong lesson for us to keep in mind that, yeah, as we think about how we want to thrive, which is what do we want to do that, is going to enable us to thrive. There's part of it which is saying, what are we going to let go of doing? And it, and mm -hmm. the thing that we might be letting go of doing could be something we actually like. Because the, the default is like, right. oh, yeah, I'm going to stop doing the things I don't like. Well, okay, yes, of course. But it's we might actually be doing something that 
was fun in the moment, but as uh, just as things have shifted, lives have shifted on. Can I tell you a story? It, it makes me think of, I, so years ago, back when I'd go out to a bar with, <laughs> you know, see people for a drink, which I guess is starting again. But I remember seeing a friend. I, know. I remember going to a place close by. It was like this mutually close pub-ish restaurant. And we went, for, had a drink. And um, we were sitting there talking. And we ended up talking to the this older couple beside us. And I, I can't remember how, where the conversation started, but uh, it, they were, we started talking about RVs and they were like, yeah, we used to have an RV and we would do that every year. We would go around and I was, and I was like, that sounded like so much, because I like that kind of idea, exploring new places. Right. Kinda. And um, I was like, oh, do you still do that? He's like, no, we sold the RV and now we do this other thing. And I, I was like, wow, that's, you know, you don't do that at all. He's like, yeah, that was just a different time. That was a, we're in a different part of our life. And we're talking just a couple of years. This is not like he was doing this right. 20 years ago. It was, and then we started talking through other things. And I realized he had just this very simple philosophy is like, that's what I did in that moment. And I, had, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was so fulfilling. And I don't, that's just we're not in that part of our life. We're in a different part and we're doing this other thing. And the comfort with that and what marked me is I realized myself I would be so tied to wanting to still do the yes <laughs> the yes. other thing. Like oh that was fun. It and it's like you Did you feel yourself feeling like almost sad for them? Like yeah. oh no. I'm like, How could... was that your initial reaction? And then yeah, I felt yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. Like what discipline to uh not yeah. not be even having a hint of uh remorse or reminiscing of what the, missing out on or what they love doing and not doing anymore and uh i think there are yeah. poster children for this yeah definitely and i and i think that's just accepting um accepting that that's I guess the ebbs and flows of what we do and as in and, and when I say in our lives, again it doesn't have to be over years and years and decades. It can be just periods right, of right, right. of time. Uh, yeah. Like accepting the decisions we make in the moment and that that was the right thing at a certain point, but that it may not be the right thing forever. Yeah. And being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really fortuitous thing that you ran into yeah. those people, Rod. That's a great story to be like a mic drop and the podcast because I think <laughs> all of us need to find what's our what's our RV that we're maybe not being so and we don't have to say it out loud because yeah. I'd have to really deeply think of mine. But like what's all for all of us, what's our RV that we're not you know, that maybe we're clinging to. And it's okay mm -hmm. to have, like, fond memories mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and like, have laughs about things and all that. But that, like, maybe we're clinging to with a bit of a sense of, oh, if only, you yeah. know, it's that if only sort yeah. of uh, yeah. mindset. So maybe that's our challenge yes. for each of us is to think about what's, what's the RV that's rolling around in our brains <laughs> that we may not be letting go of. Yeah. Who'd yeah, have yeah, thunk yeah. it that we could use an RV as our sample? Yeah. <laughs>
And so the, this has been such a juicy talk. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, my my other point, which was not long, but is to recognize it's the uh, the clutter, like to use the apartment clutter thing when we we do stuff. Mm. You know, oh, I do lunch with friends or, or you know whatever. I this with that person. I work out. I do this. I got to read my books. I got to do this other stuff. Um, the life becomes overwhelmed with just you're powering through things that you got to do and it's yeah uh it just becomes overwhelming of of uh one task to the next and not having time to in between to appreciate it and it's it's that's the other lesson here too is let go of things even if it's you're moving even if it was good but it's you got to leave yourself that space to to I, I guess not be cluttered so you can let yourself thrive and change and evolve. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I'm making, like giving yourself permission and making space for change to happen. Yeah. That's so I think change nicely. does take room. It takes space. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it like it, it, it needs like a lot of things. It needs air to breathe. It needs, Mm-hmm. you know a fertile happy environment and if all we're doing is running and running and running and running and running it's uh it's hard to imagine that we can create that space yes so True. we also then it's not just balance but it's sort of that giving ourselves permission to take a breath to relax yeah and to have an afternoon or an evening where there are no plans where there's yeah. no expectations oh my gosh uh that kind of sounds dreamy i know right yeah maybe that's our other homework that's, not, that's our homework yeah, for each other and we can know. report back and see how we Probably. did just one night just one night <laughs> oh for you that'll be really hard that's my little hard. overachiever oh no it's not <gasps> over don't say that it's just more of like little automaton just need to you do work do very stuff. hard. You have an extremely hard work ethic. Well, maybe okay. So maybe this is a whole other this is a whole yeah. other topic for another day. <laughs> but I have so loved talking about letting go. Like yeah. this is so I can't believe. Maybe I guess everything for a reason. It's funny to me that it's this is the first time we've really uh, talked about this topic yeah. really overtly. We've probably obliquely talked about it, but really overtly talked about it. So yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about it yeah, today. Me too. That was fun. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for chatting, Rod. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.